Welcome to the Delayed Gratification Podcast, where we talk about building wealth with our amazing guests. Today, like no other episode, we got our man, Demario Rio Daly on here, y'all. This is going to be amazing. I'm telling y'all. What's up, Demario? What's up, man? How you doing How you today? doing, man? Everything good? Yes, sir. Nice Special to see you, Special day today, man. Good to see you as well. Absolutely, man. Listen, man, i get started, man. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but I got a good question to get started with. Can, can you tell us who you are? Uh, well, my name is Demario. Uh, a lot of people call me Rio. Um, I'm the owner of RBY Prince, um, in addition to a lot of other things, but we're going to stick on, I'm going to put myself <laughs> in that box right now. We're we going to come out of that box a little bit. Absolutely. Listen, what does delayed gratification mean to you? Um, I would say delayed gratification means to me the ability to, the ability to withhold pleasure, mm -hmm. knowing that you can do it, but not doing not doing it because you have a bigger purpose or a bigger goal or the bigger picture. Um, for me, I've kind of like to stop and clap for myself every now and then. So delayed gratification, that's a word that I actually use. So it's like I look at it from even though I can do something for myself, I'd rather kind of hold back until I reach my bigger picture. I like so that's that. what that is. I like that. Big picture. I'll be our prince. Absolutely. Um, where, where, where did you start? Well, so I started originally, I did taxes. So my my tax business was called RBY Tax. Okay. Meaning we can come to you or you can come to us either way. We write by you. Does RBY start, stand for something? Right by you. Right by you. So, so that means we're going, so in the tax world, it was either you can come to me or I can come to you. Either way, I'm right by you. So we used to pull up to people's houses, be like, <laughs> hey, call your cousin, mama, daddy, sister, everybody come. And we do like a house full of tax, tax returns, maybe 20 Something like that. So that's kind of where the the name came from. Because we were we were traveling to people's actual um, homes. For, How long ago was this? This was 2013, 14, 15, okay. 16. I was in taxes for like four years. Okay. So at the height of it, I had four locations across the United States. We had one in Atlanta, one in Indianapolis, one in Cleveland. Well, two in Cleveland, actually. Um, and I don't know, man, I kind of just got tired of it i guess more so um but what got you into taxes because you we you are major printer right so how did you get into taxes and i know we're gonna get to how we got to the printing but right. where did you come from before the taxes so taxes man i'm gonna be honest i was just searching for something to do and you know i have prior history you know background stuff criminal stuff that right. kind of prevented me from doing a lot of things that i was interested in when I first moved to Atlanta, I wanted to be real estate. They, you know, I didn't know you could invest in real estate without having a real estate license. But I couldn't get a real estate license because I have, you know, prior uh, record and stuff. Um, I wanted to fly airplanes. I couldn't get a pilot license because I had a felony. You know, stuff really? like that. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you can fly private, but not commercial. Okay. Uh, well, at the time. Now, I'm going to say this was 20, like 13, I was doing my research. So they might have switched up something now. I'm not 100% sure. But at that time, I couldn't do it because I had a, a felony on my record. Um, so I just started looking at different things that I could do, and I found out that taxes was something I could do. I didn't even have to know how to do taxes, really. I could, <laughs> I didn't, it didn't matter about my record. It didn't matter about anything. Um, and then I started meeting people who were actually doing very, very well in the tax industry. Some people that were doing, you know, two, three thousand tax returns in a year. That's a lot. At an average of three, four hundred dollars a tax return. So you do the math. You know Five, what I'm saying? Five, six hundred thousand. Right. In the course of three to four months, though, it's not a whole year job. You see what I'm saying? So we work hard for about 120 days, and then you kind of set your deck up for the next year type of thing. 
Um, so that's kind of how I got involved in it, man. Just kind of searching YouTube, not really YouTubing, but like was on Craigslist, stuff like that. Just kind of looking for opportunities. So before the tax business, I know you said you had some some trouble, some mm-hmm. issues. But what did you want to be like? What was your goal? My goal was so at the time when I was doing my street stuff, I didn't really know what I was doing. Like I thought I was doing what I knew to, what to do. But when I went to jail, it was like, nah, I don't like jail. I just like money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, nah. Jail ain't for you. Jail ain't for me. I just like money. You know what I'm saying? How long were you so, in there? Um, it's been a couple times I was in there. I'm going to be honest. Um, I never went to prison. Okay. Um, but I definitely were like county time, county camp, stuff like that, little programs. Enough to make you know you Enough don't need to, to be, be like, there. well, I'm, I don't really like this lifestyle. <laughs> I just like the money that the lifestyle can give me. Gotcha. So that's kind of when I started researching, you know, what are things that I can do to generate money? Gotcha. Um, not necessarily going to work for somebody, even though, you know, if I, I did at one point, I was working at uh, Metro PCS. Okay. I was actually the number one salesman in Metro PCS. I only worked there for 60 days. You, you could sell. So, yeah, you know, I could definitely sell, for sure. <laughs> um, so was that here? Were you that that was here. You I, was in, um, I was on Greenbrier. I was out in Greenbrier okay. 30 days, and then I did the one, um, was that Belvedere Plaza? Right Over there on, um, on yeah, uh, oh. Memorial Drive. Yeah. So I did both of those stores. I would go back and forth from those they stores. They were corporate stores or uh, owner? owners? Owners. Okay. Owners. So basically, I was kind of like the person, when I came in, I started selling so much that they hadn't went to no sales trainers or nothing like that. So they started asking me if I could help train other salesmen. So I went to another store, then I would bounce to another store and stuff like that. Gotcha. So I was really cornered like a sales consultant more so than an employee. So you had the energy. Oh, absolutely. So so why didn't you stick with Metro PCS? Um, to be honest, man, I just wasn't in love with it. Um, I, I wanted something, you know, I'm very creative, you know, and I wanted something that I was able to create something from my mind and be able to make it happen. Um, so once I started researching ideas and researching stuff, like even with the tax thing, I worked at Liberty Tax for a month. It was like, y'all trying to give me $15 a tax return when I can make two fifty or whatever. So I quit that and started my own thing and end up learning about a PTIN, learn about your, your ERO, how to get direct access to the IRS. So just like if you go to H&R Block, yeah. I got the same type of stuff as H&R Block got, but they got more money than me for marketing, of course. But we're both, we're pretty much the same company. Are you still doing taxes? Personal people, like people that's been rocking with me since the last five, 10 years. I don't promote it. I don't do anything. I get about mm, about 40 to 50 people a year. Okay. That's kind of just been sticking with me throughout the whole year. And roll with it. Um, this is actually be the second year that I won't actually touch any tax return. I kind of train someone to do it, let them do it, pay them, but the people don't know. Well, I hope they ain't watching this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, no, they, listen, man. Listen, we respect teams, though, man. Right. People respect Absolutely. teams. Absolutely. There's no way to grow without the team. Absolutely. So listen, so we're doing taxes. How do you get from taxes to printing? Like that's a that's totally different. Right. So I started a, a clothing brand. Well, it was actually it's a brand anyway. It wasn't a clothing at this point. It's called Passport Valid. I actually have it on right now. Um, so Passport Valid is basically we take dope pictures around the world in front of monuments. We offer blog posts. Um, you know, give you ideas on where to go. And, and let's say you want to go to um, say Bangkok. I got a complete guide of everything that you would want to do in Bangkok. All the top restaurants, type activities, top shows, everything. Restaurant, I mean, stores, everything. Say you want to go to Cuba. I've been to Cuba twice. We got a whole 
blog posts about Cuba. What to do when you get there? How to get there? What's the best way to get there? What's the? But did this start from you just traveling? Or yeah, it like, started with me traveling. Like okay. I just started traveling, and then um, I started. Well, the first group trip I did was in 2015. We went to Dominican Republic the day that uh, Floyd Mayweather fought Pacquiao. So he's down there on the water watching watching the fight. It was cool, and I basically 27 people came off of a text message. So out there, I got the idea, like, dang, that was pretty cool, you know? So I sent out, like, a survey at the end and asked people, you know, good or bad, you know, what was your experience like? Now, the name of the company that I first chose was called Upscale Getaway. Mm -hmm. So people was like, the number one thing what everyone was saying was they thought it was going to be some luxurious something because of the name. So we were kind of like a three star, you know. We wasn't at the at the at the, uh, the Ritz Carlton or nothing, but we wasn't at the Motel Six either. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? We was kind of somewhere just, you know, cool, you yeah. know. So I was like, okay. So I, I came back and I just was like, man, if we can really figure this thing out, this can be something major. Like this was 2015. This is before the, the, everyone on Instagram taking pictures. So it was kind of hard to get content unless I was traveling. Because I didn't, it wasn't a whole bunch of slew of people traveling. But now you can just get on Instagram anytime get and find somebody and travel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wasn't true. like that five, six years ago. It was that's, like so. That's 2015. That's American 2015. Republic. So the first, you say, 20 people came over. 27. 27 people. Well, and you you made money by doing it. Absolutely. So okay. I made money because I, I knew the guy who owned the hotel. So he basically gave us a package deal, an all inclusive type of thing where they, you know, food, drinks. Um, I think we had like a party there or something like that. I can't remember exactly what we did, but um, he gave me a package deal, and I basically just put like an extra hundred, hundred twenty five dollars. Pay for your trip. Pay for my trip, and you know, my wife trip at the time too. But the the, the biggest thing about it was I I, un, I understood how to take people from the out of the country. That was the first time I ever did that. So that, that's where my nervousness came in. Because a lot of people didn't have passports, so I facilitated that process. A lot of people had never been out of the country before, so I facilitated that process. So in that, I was real nervous on that. But once it happened, it was like, man, this is kind of cool. Like, So I just started doing more trips, started doing more things. Um, but when I came back, I thought of a name. I was like, man, if everyone is kind of uh, hung up on Upscale Getaway, what is another name that I can use to kind of transcend across that? Yeah. And I came up with Passport Valid. Passport Valley was strictly a T-shirt. It was just like, you know, my passport, and it would, it would just say Passport Valley. And I was like, man, that's kind of like a powerful statement, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then my partner at the time, I sent it to him. He called me like 2 in the morning, like, man, that's it. That's it, that's it. Change the company to that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So next morning I get up, I look up, uh, um, I, look, I get on GoDaddy, PassportValley.com was available. I get on YouTube, Passport Valley was available. I get on Instagram, Passport Valley was available. It was, it was perfect it was, time. It was meant to be. Perfect you know what time. I'm saying? So I switched it over, switched everything over. I got the number one real estate on all Passport Valley. So if you ever see another Passport Valley, it's going to be like an underscore. It's mm -hmm. going to be a dot at the end. And I need to call you. Yeah, well, no, not really, because I can send a cease and desist, so it don't oh. even really matter. Like, oh, they can okay. do it. They helping me out at the end of the day. <laughs> like I got the number one real estate, so when you Google it, yeah. I'm gonna come up first. So it doesn't really matter to me, you know, who if someone else runs with it, because mm -hmm. I got the number one real estate. So, so Dominican Republic was the first one, right? What's probably your most memorable one that you've done, and are you still doing them? Yes. So 2023, I'm back outside. You know okay. what I'm saying? I've kind of been bogged down with this with the print thing, which I'm not complaining. This is something I, you know, I pray for what I have yes. right now. So I'm not complaining about it at all. But what I did was I did create a job for myself um, when I was kind of used to being out in the free. world free. You know, so the last two years since the pandemic, I've really been working. 
seven days a week, six days a week, 10, 12, 14 right. hours grinding it out. So now, you know, we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel, you know, got some good people in place, you know, building a team, systems and stuff like that. So I'm able to step away. And you got, you got a lot stuff. of income coming in. Cause I, I, so now we got tax business, right? passport, travel passport business, yep. right? And that's still ongoing. Yes. Where are we going this year? Um, 2023. We're going to Kenya. We're going to do a Southeast Asia tour again. Um, where else are we going? Uh, going back to uh, Bangkok. This is um, it's this event called Song Cran. Mm-hmm. Song Cran is like their New Year's. Okay. So it's nonstop parties for two weeks, everything. But the most exciting part of it is for like four or five days, it's a countrywide water fight. Everybody's walking around the streets with water guns, and oh, it's it's crazy, man. So I want that? that's April. So, okay, uh, I want to take some people out there in April. Um, this time around, I'm going to limit the trip to maybe ten to twelve people. Um, you know, we got some new exciting things that we want to do with people, and it's kind of hard to do that with a big group of people. people yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now we want to you know narrow it down some, give people more intimate experience. Be able to, you know, have more conversations because the the trip with twenty seven people, I really didn't get to talk to everybody. You know, so that was tough. How are you doing? Stuff like that. But far as get to know people and get to know who they are and how you know what they do for a living and stuff like that, I really wasn't able to do that because of so many people and not enough time. And we need to travel, man. We need to travel. So now we got the passport business. Mm-hmm. How do we get to? Cause I've been watching you for a couple of years. Right. You printed some stuff for us. Absolutely. But you you print money. Yeah, <laughs> you, you really are printing money. How do we get from taxes to traveling to print? Okay, that's a great question. So in my in my tra- in my travel business, I started selling T-shirts mm-hmm. that said "Passport Valid" on them. But we was doing black shirts, white shirts, red shirts, green shirts, blue shirts, which is white ink or black ink. So white shirts would get black ink, all the other colors would get white. Right. But what happened was people would start hitting our DM because we were selling strictly through the DM. We wasn't we wasn't selling on Shopify or nothing like that. We were solely selling through the DM, and people would be hitting the DM up saying, "Hey, is it any way that you can, um, you know, what I mean, make me? I'm going to Dubai. Can you make me a shirt that that has the Dubai colors, you know, the flag colors, multiple colors, right?" But I was doing silk screen. So if you know anything about silk screen, in order to change the color, each color is a screen. So if I had four <laughs> four colors on one shirt, I'd have four screens. So I learned about vinyl, okay. where I'm able to cut out one shirt. You know, cut and say if you want if you were going to Dubai, he was going to Mexico, he was going to somewhere else. I was able to customize the shirts, so I found out about vinyl. Once I found out about that, we were selling. You know, we were probably doing about you know seventy five to one hundred shirts a month. Not nothing real. But you real you got to hand do those. Yeah, so we're doing. I was doing this from my house, straight from the crib. Like, gotcha. Busting them out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so what ended up happening was people started. Uh, asking me who who was making my shirts because they was coming out nice. You know, most people were just used to it being white mm-hmm. or black ink. But when they started seeing the different colors, they started asking me who's making your shirts. I'm like, I'm making the shirts. So I started off making like travel shirts where like group travel. Let's say you got a woman, women going on a girl's trip, their birthday trips or cruises or things like that. I just started making group shirts like that. So most of my orders was like 30, 40, 15 shirts, something like that because of they're going on a group. So from there, it was just like, it just took it a notch up. It was just like, people kept asking, kept asking, kept asking. I kept selling my stuff. And then came 2018, I met a guy. We got a local distributor here. It's called, this is four years ago. It's four years ago. Okay. Um, 2018, I met a guy. His name was, uh, well, I didn't meet him in person. I met him on the internet. His name is Neapolitan. Um, You probably know him. He does like a lot of digital marketing stuff mm-hmm. for people. I met him at, uh, at a wholesaler here in Atlanta. Um, it's called Alpha Broder. 
It's where you get all your t <clears throat> all your t shirts and stuff. So I overheard him talking to somebody about different garments and stuff like that, and kind of just asking people, you know. Is this good garment? Is this good garment? So, you know, at this point, I'm a shark out of water. So I kind of hear you talking. I kind of like, hey, man, I don't mean to be in your business, bro. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm in your business. But I'm in your business. <laughs> you know what I'm Did so, you know who he was when he was talking? So I didn't know who he was when he was talking. Okay. But when he started talking to me, I was like, man, I know you, man. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you do? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like you You do something on the internet or something like that. So he started, you know, he started feeling himself a little bit. I was like, said his name, Neapolitan Byers. He was like, yeah, man, that's it, this and that. So me and him really was at the spot for like two hours. The spot had closed. We in the parking lot chopping it up. Like, this is a great conversation. Yeah. Um, so from that conversation, he turned me on to these guys out of Texas. They were, they were one of his digital clients. They were like selling T-shirts online. Mm -hmm. They had a sweet niche, man. So, you know, like uh, shows like Friends, Third Rocks from the Sun, Drew Carey, they all went somewhere. It was like a, a bar, a restaurant, yeah. a bookstore, something. He would put that name of that stuff on the shirt. And the name of the place where they went. Where they went and target those individuals. That so watched the show. That watched the show. It was genius, man. Like, dude, wow. was going, he was killing them, too. Um, so the first man I was working with him, like we probably did, what, like 500 shirts? So I started working with him in October. So we probably did for that whole month of October, we probably did like 500 shirts. November, we did 523 shirts, but it was all in one week. So I think he closed his website down, opened it back up for Black, Fr for Black Friday. So from Black Friday to Cyber Monday, he sold 523 t-shirts. And we were doing them with vinyl. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah, cutting it out, weeding it, pressing it. So I had, you know, uh, all the area kids in my in my neighborhood. Got like three <laughs> of them come, weed the vinyl out. I'll press it, but I got three women in my house, so that was kind of, you know, it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. You know, what I'm saying the school nights, weekends. I got people all in my house. Kids yeah. can't really, you know, focus. So coming in 2020, 2019. We made an investment into our first brick and mortar. Okay. So that was where you came. I think when you came, I think we only had the one, I think, when yeah. you came up. Yeah, here. just the one. Um, so that was 2019. From 2019, man, it was still kind of just figuring it out. Like, we really didn't have a um, solid plan. It was just I knew I had to get out of my house because of my, my, my house situation. But I didn't really know what to do. You with all the in the business. kitchen making. Yeah, I'm everywhere. T I got t-shirts over here. The equipment over here. I got trash over here. Like it was, <laughs> it was crazy, man. And we had just moved into the house in 2017, so we got a brand new house. And oh, you done started the business. I done started the business in the front of it. So needless to say, she wasn't feeling that. <laughs> like, so did that put a, a strain on the relationship at all? Nah, not a strain at all. Okay. Um, it was more so um, a relief. Um, because up, up until that point, man, I had been trying so much stuff. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? I know, and I, I'm going to kind of take a left real quick, but, like, the the major topic now is, like, 50-50 in relationships and all that type of stuff. It was a lot of time, man, my wife was going 90-10, and her way was 90, and I was doing 10. Wow. I'm going to be honest. You know what I'm saying? When I'm trying to figure out what I'm what I'm trying to do, that's why I did so many different things, so many different opportunities that I could, I, that I embarked on because I was trying to change the dynamic. Did that make you feel less? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, it would have made me feel less if I was at home sitting on the computer, I mean, sitting on the couch playing PlayStation, didn't have any type of motivation, no type of ambition, no type of vision. Then I would have felt less than a man. But because I knew what I, uh, I know this isn't my final destination. Even where I'm at right now, this isn't my final destination. You know what I'm saying? Do y'all talk about that now? Do y'all like, what, Absolutely. Did, what, did, what did she feel, what did she say she felt like? She's, she, 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 my, I'm going to be honest, man, my wife was is down, like, 
10, 10 toes, all four flats plus the spare. Like she with me. Like so, I it, yeah. it's never. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure she probably in her back of her mind probably has some thoughts. Or something. I mean, what's that's human stuff? But yeah. she never did not believe in me. You know what I'm saying? And I think that in a in a lack of a better term, really motivated me even more. To do more because someone that don't know me since a shorty, I met my wife when I was 27. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I was a grown man when I met her. We don't know each other. We come from two totally different worlds. Like we don't like we didn't have no mutual friends, you know, none of that type stuff. So it was really her believing in me from the action that I showed her. And the same thing for me. Like me believing in her from the action she showed me. We're gonna me. get back to the print business, but I gotta ask this one. You got daughters? Yeah, two. How old are they? Sixteen and seventeen. So sixteen to seventeen, mm-hmm. fast forward, they dating a guy, mm-hmm. going through it, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. going through it. What would you tell them on that nine and ten thing? I would tell them, do they believe? If That's you believe, regardless the outcome, you believed. You see what I'm saying? Rather he rather if he becomes who you want him to be or somebody totally left, you believed in it. So you know, it's a hard question as a as a father. Yeah, it is. You it know, is. you know what I mean? I mean and and whether it's your son or your daughter, mm-hmm. you know, I know in our world it's we feel like you know the son, the guy should t- do you know right. be the breadwinner. Right. But when we flip it, mm-hmm. most of men that are successful do have somebody that believed in them, mm-hmm. and that's inspirational. So Absolutely. I just wanted to ask you, man, what would you, what would you tell your daughter? I like that. Though. Yeah, I mean, I tell I'm like, and then another thing too, man, I show them. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't just tell them to. I show them like, yeah. you know, the how I love on my wife, how I the the, the gifts I give her. It ain't just about gift giving and spending money yeah. either, but. Just the respect, the honor, the treatment, the everything that I give her outside of the money. It's like the money was just a, the cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, he got some money now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But before that, it was still kind of like a a, a a budding relationship. We were learning each other. We were still young. We was she was figuring out her career. I was figuring out my stuff. But I show my daughters like we we go on vacations. They didn't been across the world. They got passport stamps. They fly first class. Like so, it's like. If you meet a guy and he's kind of, you're going to be looking at him like, <laughs> kind of sideways anyway. You see what I'm saying? So, in a, in a, you know, so it's it just, I just tell them, if you believe, you know, don't second guess your heart. Like, mm. your mind, you know, you're not stupid. So, if you feel like somebody playing you for stupid, nine times out of ten, they probably They're playing for stupid, so you, you know, know about your business. Right. Man, so let's, let's go back to this new, we got a new spot. Right. First brick and mortar. First brick and mortar. So, for the first year, man, we was just figuring it out, man. Like, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't taking it serious. This is 2019. 2019. I wasn't taking it serious for real. The shop was more like a man cave for me because I got women in my house. I don't got a basement. I don't have a man cave. So it was a spot where I come, turn my music up, you know, chill out with the homies, bring the homies Print over. a couple shirts. Yeah, print, well, yeah, print a couple at that time. It was a couple, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> so... so at that point, man, it was like we was just kind of figuring it out. Um, we were still selling Password Valid, which we are to this day. Mm-hmm. We were still kind of making great connections with individuals. We were, um, what is it called, my man Beyond Win, Relationships Over Money. Yes. Um, to this day, I don't run any type of ads on my business. Um, when I say that, some people say, well, hey, man, you're missing out a lot of money, which I am true, but I don't want to overload the socket. I don't want to take in more work than I know that we can handle. Yes. And then now people complaining about, we're not getting to work quality, quality customer service, customer service gotcha. like that. so we doing what we can handle right now um until we get other now coming in 2023 excuse me like i said we got team new team members and stuff in place so we will be starting to do some marketing but we was just figuring it out man um i met brandon wigley 
It's my man. Yes, it is. B. Yes, yes, it is. If everybody had a friend like Brandon, it would, it would probably be a different a, world, a different world yeah, for real. Yeah, and yeah, I'm being yeah. serious. Yeah, shout uh, out I'm Brandon. Not, I'm not trying to just, you know what I'm saying? I'm nah, being he a, he totally 100% kind of honest. Yeah. Like, Brandon has done things for me in the first three to six months of me knowing him that people that I've known for 18 years of my life haven't done. Wow. Or if they have done it, it has been attached to a dollar amount. Uh, mm. Well, you do this, I'll do this. Or You know what I'm saying? Brandon just did, it, did what he did for me. And I'm not going to go into what he did with yeah. me. He know what he did. You know what you did. Like, <laughs> but I, you know what I'm saying? I'm just want to tell, like, it's, it's, it's that relationship. It's, that relationship is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so that's 20, 2019. 2020, uh, we invested into in, silk screening. So when we opened the business, we were doing fulfillment. That's print packed ship directly to people's customers. That so, was the so, business. So what does business that mean? Model. Like, so I, I order something and then what? So let's say you hopped on my website. Okay. You ordered a shirt. Instead of me, well, let's say I hopped on your website. Let me use it that way. Instead of you actually printing the shirt, RBY would print the shirt. Okay. We would print it, package it, and ship it directly to your to customer. To my customer. You would never see the shirt. Your customer will only see the back end. We'll oh, see that's the sweet. final product. So that was the niche of the business. So once I met, like I said, once I got with Neapolitan and I started understanding fulfillment, started understanding different things, when I got with Brandon, we were able to offer this service to a lot of the, the entrepreneurs that he knew. A lot of people that he was dealing with at the time. Won't mention any names, anything like that. But a lot of the people that he knew, a lot of these influencers were actually behind print packaging and shipping it directly to their customers. Uh, we started with four heat presses. But the problem came in when we started accepting bulk orders. So, like I said before, we were strictly printing. Let's say we printed 10 shirts, but all 10 shirts wouldn't go to one person. Like all ten of the same design, mm-hmm. so we were using transfers. So let's say transfer, we got to manually place it on the shirt. Let's say me and you both printing them. My shirt might be four inches from the top. Your shirt might be three <laughs> inches from the top. <laughs> but, if, but if they go in different places, you can't tell. Them, it don't matter. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so when we started going to one person, they and that like, was the problem. And you looking over there at your buddy? Exactly. So it was three of us doing. It. I remember like it was yesterday. We had a shirt. We had an order for a hundred shirts. It was three of us doing them. Once we sent them to the customer, we thought they was right. You know what I'm saying? We sent them to the customer. The customer sends me a picture with three different shirts. One shirt was up, one shirt was down, one shirt was over to the right. It was three of us doing it. So it was like, tag. So I picked the phone up, called my dude, like, man, how do I <laughs> uh, print, make sure all the shirts hit the same spot? He's like, you're going to have to get a silk screening equipment. I'm like, what the hell is that? I knew nothing about. Now I knew what silk screening was, but what what what's the equipment that I need? Correct. I don't know. You know, started doing my research on equipment. Uh, maybe about a week or so later, I met a guy up at Alpha Broder again. Alpha Broder, the spot, man. It's, the, it's the meat spot because it's where you get your discounted yeah, man. shirts and sweatshirts. Shirt. So you meet printers like myself. Mm-hmm. You meet people like yourself that are business owners, but you also meet like carriers, people who just strictly run and pick things up. You also meet people who want to get out of the business, people who have machines or equipment or anything because they want to move on to something different. So that's exactly what happened. I met a guy up at Alfred Broder. He had a silkscreen manual set up for sale. We bought the manual set up. This was February 2020. It's right going into the right going into the pandemic. February 2020, yeah. February 2020, we bought the silkscreen equipment. We don't know absolutely nothing. Like I don't know how to burn the screen. I don't know how to code it. I don't know. How, I literally know nothing about it. Uh, we YouTubed it for about two weeks, figured out how to burn the screen, figured out how to get it set up, just and this and that. Um, and then COVID happened. So COVID happens, I meet this other guy. Now, I met this guy in January. Well, no, maybe like December of 2019. His name mm-hmm. is Charles. Shout out T-Shirt Millionaires. 
I met Charles. I was on the Lawrenceville hashtag. That's where we're located in Lawrenceville. Okay. So I'm on the Lawrenceville hashtag, just kind of looking at people to market to stuff like that. And I come across his picture. He has uh, a profile picture of like a cartoon character, but then it's a picture of him, his wife, and his two sons. And I'm looking at the cartoon character. I'm like, that looks like him. I'm like, what does he do? You know, does he? What does he do? So I go to his his page. He ends up being like my prime target audience of what I'm trying to do for my fulfillment. This man has sold over millions of dollars on these different platforms with T-shirts. With just T-shirts? With just strictly T-shirts. So his, his I'm going to say his number one, but his top seller that he did was it was a it was a Black Father's brand. So it was strictly for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. 45, 17 days before Father's Day, he did over 600 grand in, in 45 days. In T-shirts? In strict, just T-shirts. That's from youth all the way up to adults. So I met him in January. Me and him had a conversation. It was like, man, you know, what, what, how can you, you called him off the, the, the off the Instagram. Out, out, so, okay. so I actually let me back up. I sent him a DM. Okay, was like, hey man, what's up, bro? I see that you sell T-shirts, this and this and that. Hey man, I just opened up a print shop here in Lawrenceville. You know, I, I see that your your brand is a black black father's brand. I'm a black father, black owned company, this and this and that. He hit back instantly. Oh, we need to talk. Oh, so wow. He, so when he came, he was like, he had he was using fulfillment companies. And these fulfillment companies, they're not black-owned businesses. They're just whoever owns them. They're not black-owned. Yes. So me and him had a conversation, and in that conversation, he kind of exposed to me that he would love for his black-owned brand to be printed by a black father that owns his own printing company. So it made perfect sense as far as with me and him, the the, the look and feel that mm-hmm. he had for his brand, and then the value that I was able to bring to the brand, it was kind of like we instantly clicked just like that within 10 minutes. And me, that's one of my so best friends. So he wasn't printing his own. He was just he, he was just strictly doing for fulfillment. Like what you were doing, like packaging, printing, sending it out. But he wasn't doing nothing. He was just posting on the internet, posting ads. The Marketing. company, I ain't going to say the company, but the company on the back end was doing the, the fulfillment for gotcha. him. Um. So me and him had a conversation. He was saying, you know, what? how do I feel that I can handle shirts for his Father's Day campaign for 2020? I'm like, man, we can handle it. I had a guy, one of my friends down in Columbus, Georgia. He was the man. He had printing stuff in his backyard. He had an automatic in his backyard. So I'm like, man, hey, worst case condition, we're going to go to Columbus and get this order done. So Charles had like, I think it was like 30,000 T-shirts that needed to get printed. In, in, in June? Well, yeah, for Father's in, Day. In May, because Father's Day, like the third. It was like 45 days. It's like a it's like a 45-day window that, okay. he, that he always prints it in. How many? You said 30,000? It was like 30,000 T-shirts. That's a lot of T-shirts. There was no way in the world we were going to be able to print 30,000 T-shirts. But what he did do was he gave us an opportunity. So he started giving us like 2,000 shirts, mm-hmm. 1,500. I think the most he ever gave was like 3,000. So at the end of the the holiday, at the end of his sale period, which was you know the next day after Father's Day, yeah. me and had another conversation, and he was like, "Man, I just don't know if I really want to do this fulfillment because he was doing his own fulfillment." So at this point, he had got a he had got a space across the way, uh, across from mine. From so your space. His our number two is his old space, basically. Gotcha. So he was like, "Man, I really don't really want to do this no more." This was twenty twenty. Like, I really don't want to do this no more, man. This is the first year I ever did it. This is a lot of work, fulfilling all this stuff, even though he wasn't printing. So I said, man, you know what? Maybe me and you should go into business. You know what I'm saying? I said, man. You're selling again. Selling again. (laughs) ABC, always be closing. (laughs) So I said, man, hey, man, maybe we should go in business together. I said, man, it'd be a great thing. I'm across the the way. You right here. I can print. 
you could pick it up and, and ship right there. You don't got to go get U-Haul trucks and all that types of stuff. So he was like, man, really, man, I don't really know if that's what it would really what I want to do. I'm a creator. And I and I listen to what people say that they want to do because you can't force nobody to do nothing. Correct. Like you, I want to work with people. Not And I'm not saying that we don't work together to this day, but I want to work with people in the capacity that they want to work in. Not me trying to force you to work. And then at the end, you're not looking at it if it's worth it or not. Right. So to hear him say that, I was like, man, I understand that. So what you want to do? Like, He's like, man, I would rather just get it out of this space and focus on building websites and this and this and that. Was this space bigger than yours? It's the same size. Same actually. size, okay. So at the time, I had just bought an automatic machine. So the deal was for him to secure the place, run for his, for his holiday season that he got now, mm-hmm. I was going to buy an automatic machine, and then come 2021, we were going to get together and do the same thing, but just us. How expensive is the automatic machine? Um, total all in, I'm about sixty, about about sixty yeah, sixty thousand for the machine. Yeah, I mean that's everything though. You know, install. Okay. I had to, and I I get to that too. I didn't know none of that either. So, so you just went and bought a machine. Yeah, I just bought a machine, like because I I told him that I was going to buy it. So I see him buy the space. So I was like, man, I got to do my part. I so you're going to take his, put the machine in his space? No, in my space. Okay, in your and space. And then he was going to use his space strictly for fulfillment. To gotcha. where he can Because he was using, like, he was having, like, U-Haul trucks for weeks at a time. So on in addition to him paying shipping costs, paying employees, he had a truck note that he was probably paying $1,000 a week for. Because wow. he's riding down to different print shops, picking up all the shirts, all this and that. So you look up a month, you done spent the extra four grand. Just in fuel and U-Haul fees. So by doing business with me, we right across the hallway from you. We can just take a uh, we can just uh, take a, a, a cart, dolly. A, a dolly, yeah. something, and push them right across the hall, right across the parking lot. And then his people come pick it up from his place. And, no, his people they would print it. They I mean they would pack it in and his in his spot and then send it out and then send it out okay. from his spot. So that's that was what the we were we were building. But after everything was said and done, he was like, man, after doing them thirty thousand t-shirts, bro, I ain't gonna lie, I'm tired. That's a lot of t-shirts. That's man. a lot of t-shirts. That's, that's a lot, lot of t-shirts. T- that's a lot. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. And for someone who didn't do it previously, this is his first year. Like most people don't start with thirty thousand nothing on their first go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like burn him out quick. Yeah, he burned him out. <laughs> 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 so, needless to say, so when I got the automatic machine, we stored it in our in our facility. At the time, we were still going back and forth to Columbus, Georgia, printing stuff. During that whole process. But your partner in Columbus had the automatic he machine. He had the automatic machine. But we were in uh, Lawrenceville. So we were renting a Sprinter van, driving down there, printing it. I've got three or four guys, let's say tonight. Let's say guys leaving right now. Yes. They'll come back at 10, 11 o'clock tonight. It's 5, 6 in the morning. We got a new crew going back down there. So through that whole process of me printing, not only for him, but also printing for others, I lost like about four grand in about the course of maybe 60 days. You lost? Lost. Invested. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna okay. say invested. I invested. Okay. Because I knew that we had we we were getting an automatic. So I didn't want to not print people who had big orders. And then when we finally got our automatic, now they're not double. You don't have back. no customers. I ain't got no customers. So I knew I had to bite the bullet in the front front end, but knowing in the back end that we was gonna be sweet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so that's what happened. That's how that whole process happened. I was printing for his stuff. We printed for other big, 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 big brands as well. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what happened in 2020. 2021, Charles got out of the space. This was January. 2021, he got out of the space. We moved automatic into the space. How big? Because when I hear you saying you move, how big is it? Is it like really, really big? So or? one unit is, well, both units is 2,000 square feet. 
but one unit is twelve hundred warehouse and eight hundred office. Okay, that's the one you came to. That's like our flagship spot yes. where we got all the stuff all over, and then that's more like our fulfillment. We have our DTG machine. We have all of our equipment. I mean. Uh, inventory and stuff in there. So if we do fulfillment for you, nine times out of ten is getting printed and packaged in RB one one. Okay. When we do big orders, you know, orders thousand t shirts. We just finished the order of ten thousand like the Wednesday before Christmas. So what's ten thousand t shirts? Ten thousand t shirts. How long does it take to print ten thousand t shirts? That took us about about seven days, eight days. Okay. It wasn't it didn't take long. And it really we really could have probably got it done quite a little sooner. But you know, holiday season, people were calling out, going shot. You know, that's a, a lot, thousand, of, a lot that's, of stuff. That's a thousand T-shirts a day. Yeah, you but the rolling. goal was to do ten, two thousand a day. But then we got to print the inside neck tag too. So it really was like twenty thousand because ten thousand for the front. But then we had to touch the shirt again and print the inside neck tag. So it's really like twenty thousand prints, really. So Ooh. you charge them based on prints. the impressions. That's what they call it, okay. impressions. So they got two impressions on ten thousand shirts equals twenty thousand impressions. That's a lot of print. Yeah, a lot of print. So 2021, now you got the machine. We got the machine. We rolling. We rocking. It's just and a year ago. This is a year ago. We rocking and rolling, meeting people like yourself. Got people coming through. Just really shaking hands, kissing babies. Like at that <laughs> point, like just it's kind of being cool. You know what I'm saying? Not not really. Like and and, and it's the thing. Like you don't know what to do if you don't know what to do. So. Right. A lot of the stuff was me not knowing what to do and kind of just me doing what I knew. You just to do. jumped out there, literally, bro. I just jumped out of there, like, I, and it's like now, this is our fourth year in business. Like in our brick and mortar, April will be four years, and it's like it's a blessing, man. Like to not have everything all together, to go through the pitfalls that we went through, to experience the stuff we experienced, the learning curves, having to reprint, people mad at us, having to reprint their orders, and for us to be where we are right now is truly a blessing. I will say that. But, so so let's let's go back. The was it a time that you ever felt like changing, just going straight back to taxes or the or the passport business, kind of getting out of this yes. business? Yes, it, it, it has. I will say, printing is something that you have to love. Mm. Um, you have to be. You have to have a passion for it. Um, my passion has always been. I'm a creator. I've always created. So the fact that I can take something from your head, do some graphic works, and put it on a T-shirt, that's where I get my biggest gratification from. It's not the invoice being paid, even though the invoice needs to be paid. It's necessary, yeah. But, but it's necessary. <laughs> but that's not where my greatest pleasure comes in. My greatest pleasure comes in when you give me an idea, our art team puts it together, we place that, either we build a website, we print a T-shirt or something, and when you see it, your reaction is what I do it for. So you got love for the print business. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I fell in love with it in two years, and it wasn't – just about the change of my financial situation and what I'm able to do for my family. And that's, that's all that stuff is great. But to me, that's bubblegum stuff. That's stuff that, you know, we have to have it. Like we don't sit up and talk about water every day. We know we need water. You know what I'm saying? So Correct. why do we sit up and talk about money every day? We know we need it. So for me, I like to operate on a higher, on a higher calling. And for me, it was just my creative. I got to tap into my creative side I got to tell you what I thought about your design or and or how I thought you should print it. And when you like it, it was like, yeah. You got that feeling. I got that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only it's only certain things that can make you feel like that. You know what I'm saying? It, it ain't money. You know what I'm saying? You know what's crazy, though? That's how I am about, you know, the real estate world. Right. You know, I love what I do, and we don't have a cap on what we can make. Right. But when I see somebody moving into a unit, when I see somebody mm -hmm. going from a tenant 
to a homeowner when I mm-hmm. see a project going. It's a it's a it's surface. A diff, it's a different it's that, feeling. It's that I'm supposed to be here feeling. Yeah, absolutely, the money gonna come because it can go up and down. Absolutely, you know, you know what I mean. Absolutely. So, so let's let's go. 2021. We we we. So 2021, man. We got the machine it up. up. Got the machine up and rolling. Um, let's talk about the machine though, because I like when you say sixty thousand mm-hmm. for a machine. Mm-hmm. Did you ever imagine buying a machine or a piece of equipment for that much money? Not at all. Any problems with the equipment? Like you bought it brand new? Bought it brand new. So that was the thing. So I was doing my research, and a lot of printers that I talked to, they was like, it's kind of like buying a new, uh, buying a new or used car. Mm-hmm. If you're really not a mechanic, would you go buy a new? I mean, would you go buy a used car that you gotta have? That you don't know what's wrong with it. Now, in a hypothetical world, you would take a car to get looked at before you buy it, correct. of course. But you can't really do that with printing. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're going to buy it or you ain't. So it was like if you don't know how to fix the machine, if you really don't know a lot about the equipment, why would you go buy something that somebody's trying to get rid of? That's going to cause you more stress, pain, correct. money, this, that, da, 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 da. And in the beginning, we went, we were we were trying to build something. We don't got time to be stopping fixing the machines. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could have got the machine, the same machine that I bought for sixty. I could have got for like seventeen thousand. That's a big difference. But plus, it was in California, so that would have to ship, ship it here, Another and I got to pay somebody to come and install it. So that what I probably would have ended up saving some money at some point. But in the long run, the headache. What I what I really would have saved, and I don't think I would have. We've had the machine in in our off in our location for two years, haven't had no like nothing like. No problems, no nothing. We anytime it anytime we click that button, it come right on. Like no problems at all. I want to see that machine because so, oh yeah, it's I'm nice. Th- yeah, yeah. That that's I'm all, I'm a uh, fanatic of seeing things. Yeah, like you know, I mean things, architectural right. stuff, things that work. Man, machines. Awesome, it's awesome. I ain't gonna lie. So so twenty twenty one, you print mm-hmm. like crazy. You right. just. 10,000 t shirts. Like I don't even imagine how many boxes that is. First of all, it was like. Like, but you see it every day. Like 1,300 boxes, something like that. So give me one of your challenges, though. Give me something that you've had that, again, not make you want to quit, but understand your growing pains. Because if you're going from 200 T-shirts to 10,000 T-shirts, oh, absolutely. what is your biggest growing pain? My biggest growing pain is uh, team. 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 Mm. Um, you know. During the Great Resignation, during the pandemic, don't nobody want to work, man. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was getting the, the 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 free money, then doing you know it was a lot of things that was going on during that time. Um, you know, the world shifted. It was they even coined it as called the Great Resignation, yes. where people were quitting their jobs, starting <laughs> their own businesses. Now, to me, I did a live on this too back then. I was like, this is wonderful. This is great for the printing industry. You got all these people that are going to need printing services. They're going to need T-shirts. They're going to need flyers. They're he was need excited. Dinner. I was excited. But then it, about two, three months went by, I can't find nobody to help me do all this. Because they at home printing their own. they at home doing their own thing. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, okay, how can I? And then another thing, too, I was more so trying to convince my friends to work. One thing about me, I like to offer opportunities to the people that's closest to me mm. first. Right. So that's what I did first to people who didn't really... I'm not going to say they didn't have anything going on, but they might have wanted a change of speed. Kind of like me. I was looking for something when I did taxes. I was looking for something when I did Passport Valley. Like, just trying to offer them something to do. Yeah. And from there, 
you know, we, you know, growing pains from there. They get new people. Some people new come people, and go. Some people come and go. You know, you know, we had those championship conversations. You know, when you win in the championship, it's gonna be some cussing. It's gonna be some, <laughs> it's gonna be some steam getting. You acting like you know, Mike punching people in the face, man. No, 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 I wasn't punching nobody, but I was definitely acting like Mike. I'm you got you, got you, got to be though, because your was, vision. It, it was, but it wasn't more so just for the lack of like being mean or because it's my business. It was just like I really believe in this. It wasn't about um, nothing else but that. And, yeah. and I think sometimes some people see greatness in you that you don't see. And that's kind of what I felt that I seen in some of my guys. It was like y'all y'all looking at it from the money aspect of how much money, not the impact that we can have. And then let's say we work hard like this. Next year we might not got to work as nearly as hard, but we got to put down a foundation. We got to put down a system. So anybody that we bring into this system – Know what they do. already know what to do, but that starts with us. That doesn't start outside of us. So that was my biggest thing. How many people started with you? Still with you? Uh, two, two, two? people. Okay. Yep. So y'all still grinding? Oh yeah, we going, man. We they working right now. How many people have you brought in though? Like right now, what what does We're the team at six look people. like? Yeah, six, six people. people. Seven including myself. So you still work? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't there yet, man. <laughs> I am not the guy that's gonna be out there talking about. I don't do no work at all. Like, gotta work. I gotta work. Gotta you work. gotta work. Any anything is work. You working right now, right? You doing yeah, your? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it ain't strenuous work, but you working, right? I'm yeah. sure it's probably other things that you would probably. You know what? Do. Let me say this though: when you say I'm working, I am working, man. Because you know, those that know me know this was work, mm-hmm. but because we got a great team. It makes it a whole lot better for me, man. Because if I would have did what we're doing now with a podcast of this magnitude at home, I would have stopped on episode two. Exactly. It might even made it. We we may not have made it episode two. Episode one, when I learned what you have to do to have a successful podcast, when I watched these guys, and I'm like, man, they make it look easy. People Mm -hmm. like David, David, David Shands make it look so easy, bro. You do. But he put some work in. Oh, absolutely. You're not outworking him. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so when you start talking about this space, you're right. I'm working, but it's a different kind of work. It's and a different kind of work. for me to grow where I've been in business now over 28 years, things that I've had to learn is how to delegate, how to get the people, like you said, that's better than you at something, mm-hmm. or people that's trainable, bring them on the team so that the team can grow. Absolutely. And that's why I am with this, man. So you, you're right. You're yeah. right. But it's a different kind of work, though. Because me so setting good. up cameras, microphones. That's a different type of work. But but like my man that's this this did all this. To me, it seems like he liked doing this. So to him, this isn't really like work. He's amazing. But to me, if I had to do all this, I'd be sweating. I'm quit. I'm telling I'm you, like, I'm man, quit. this ain't what's up. So I just think that when you you know what I'm saying, when we finally find something that you like doing, yes, you gotta go all in. It ain't like I think a lot of times on the internet we kinda get jaded by this passive income word. Yeah. Everybody's looking for to do everybody's looking to get something for nothing. It gotta be active at first normally. You, it has you just, to be active first. Most businesses got you gotta be active first. in it. Right? Unless you just know you're gonna be a pass I'm gonna give somebody my money, they're gonna bring it back. But most businesses you gotta be active. You gotta be active. I agree. I agree. So that that's my whole thing. Like I and I try to set a precedence. Uh if I'm grabbing the trash and taking the trash out you damn near should be picking up the trash and putting yeah. it in the trash can. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't say, oh, I'm the owner. I can't do that. I wash, I clean the toilet if I have to. It, it is what it is because one thing, I believe. So when you believe, you operate totally different than when you don't believe. When all you're here for is a paycheck on Friday. So when you're only here for a paycheck on Friday, you're doing the bare minimum. You This so I don't get I'm going to make it to Friday. I'm going to make it to Friday. Yeah, and then but I'm off Saturday you, and Sunday. But when you believe, 
Seven days a week. It's, it don't matter. Like, it's just whatever. Whatever I need, however I got to do it, I'm going to do it. So that's me. So let's talk about some money, though. Yes, sir. You know, I want to understand the print business, how not how you make money, mm -hmm. but I see you teaching other people, too, though. Absolutely. you're a firm believer in that. Absolutely. How you show other people. How can I make money with you? So with me, um, it's a couple different ways. The most popular way is become a broker. Okay. So that's what I was doing before I ever printed a T-shirt, how I learned the business. I learned it from the business side first. I didn't print my first T-shirt until I bought my own equipment, which was in 20, uh, 2017. Okay. It's when I bought a vinyl cutter. So what a broker does is someone like yourself, you have a great uh, networking of people. Yes. Let's say you know all these business owners. You can offer the printing services to them. Come to me, get the get the shirts printed for an extremely deep discount versus in which you charge them. You wouldn't do the work. You would just be the liaison between me and the customer. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing, kind of quote, middleman. Um, but we do that for all things. We do that with websites. We do that with, uh, uh, say, graphic design, business cards, banners, T-shirts, vehicle wraps. So, so if I'm out and I meet... John, mm -hmm. John says, man, I got a church. We're getting ready to have the mm -hmm. church anniversary, mm -hmm. and I need some shirts printed. Mm -hmm. I can come to you, mm -hmm. connect y'all, or, or do I need to stay in the middle? It, it depends on you. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, we don't – so it depends on what you want out of it. Okay. Some, some of our brokers, they do bring the customer to us knowing they're only going to probably get paid one time. Gotcha. Because once that customer see us, why would they come back to you? It's over. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just depends on what you want to do. We have people that are, quote, unquote, commission salespeople. Mm -hmm. And then we have brokers. Brokers are outside individuals. Those com commission salespeople, those people weren't included in those six people that I named, though. So if I included those outside salespeople, it would be like 10 of well, three of them. So it's nine of us total. They go out and get business. They go out and get business. They don't never have to come to the office, ever. They just send business via email. We have already, um, say, agreed on a, a percentage. They charge the customer what we would charge the customer. But we break them off a percentage on the back end, because the thing about it, you don't want to be, you don't want to seem unethical. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to charge the customer twenty dollars, and then they turn around and find out about us, and we charge them ten. Gotcha. You're gonna, that's gonna make you look extremely so bad. I can charge them ten, and we still gonna cut you on the back end. Like, hey, look, this is the percentage we gonna agree on. If the order is this size, this is the percentage. If the order is this dollar amount, this is the percentage. So let me, let me, let me, I'm gonna back up. So I don't have no money. I can go out and bring you customers and get paid. Absolutely. Without having any money. I'm not going to say his name because uh, I'm he's, I got you. I know someone who was homeless. He mm -hmm. was in Atlanta, Pine Street, sleeping in his car, wow, flying his stuff. Pine Street. Right. He does he's not there anymore. And that's because of printing. Because of printing. He didn't have no money. He didn't know nothing about nothing. He made enough money to get him an apartment. Now, he still does brokering, but he also does other things, too. He's like a renaissance man. He does a lot of stuff. But printing was the thing that gave him that jump start that he was looking for. He had, he had tried to work at McDonald's. He had tried to work three and four shifts here, there. like You know, it, it never enough. But when you can make $1,000 in a day and $1,000 tomorrow, that changes your whole outlook. So give me – so we've got a lot of people watching. Mm -hmm. Give me what that looks like. I come to you, and I say, man, listen, man, I – I'm a go-getter. I'm a salesman. Mm -hmm. What's next? What do you tell me? Can you train me? Yes. Do you have a training? Because I want to do it the right way. I want to make sure I'm bringing so, the right people, saying mm -hmm. the right things while I'm out there. 
Give me steps one through seven. So one through seven, the first step I would ask you is do you how do you want to work? Do you want to work underneath the RBY brand name or do you want to work with your own brand? So either way it goes, it's pretty much the same thing. But I would ask you that first because that's very important. Because if that's important, let's say you chose to go your own name. Mm-hmm. Now you need a merchant to run people's credit card. You need some type of website, some type of online presence that people can either call you, send something to you, receive or ship. or Like you need some type of uh, system or foundation, let me okay. say, in place if you want to run with your own name. So if that's cool, you can do that. That's no problem. If you say, man, really, I just want to bring the business to you and we kind of work out a percentage. I say, cool, that's, that's perfect. So what I would teach you first, I would teach you how to sell. I would teach you these websites that you can go on that most people know, Vista Prints, Custom Inks, stuff like that. If they're charging $13, why would I charge 15 Now, I'm not going to say we're going to be the cheapest, but we might put you in a position where you can charge thirteen fifty, mm-hmm. knowing that they can get it online for $13, but because they know you, they trust you. That's 50 cents. That 50 cents don't really matter. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I will show you that. I will show you how to properly price your customers for whatever product that they're that they're that they're looking for. Most of the time it's gonna be business cards, flyers, banners, t-shirts, or printing some type of garment. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about the t-shirt printing is is different variables. So how I said earlier, where we printed the front of the of the shirt and we printed the inside neck tag, that's a different cost than two colors on the front, a neck tag and a back. That's a totally different cost than just front. That's a totally different cost than front, sleeve, neck tag, folded in the back. You see what I'm saying? It's so many different options that you can go with. So I I would kind of keep it basic for you. Like, okay, if it's a one-color print, this is the cost. Now, we only print on high-quality garments, like Next Levels, Bella Canvases, stuff like that. We don't really print on Guild and T-shirts unless the customer asks us to. For a cheaper T-shirt. For, for a cheaper cheap, uh, a cheaper T-shirt. Okay. And that's usually, we can determine that in the quote or in the in- inquiry. Hey, I got a family reunion next year. They're going to want some gilding T-shirts. But they ain't wearing it but one time. They're going to wear it one time. Yeah. But I got a clothing brand that I'm selling, this and that, that's going to be a higher quality mm-hmm. T-shirt because you want your customers to have a good experience. So we're, we, we talk about that. We talk about the garments. We talk about pricing. We talk about the different inks that you can use. We talk about the different processes that you will use, why you will use this process versus this process. Mm-hmm. So we have a DTG machine. What is D- that? What is DTG? DTG stands for direct-to-garment. Okay. So a direct-to-garment is like your at-home printer, but instead of a piece of paper, we use a T-shirt. So I can print one shirt. I could take a picture of you right now. Snap. Load it up in my printer and print it out. And that's one one T-shirt. Okay. I wouldn't do that with silkscreen. Silkscreen is a long, drawn-out process. So we have a minimum of 36 shirts for silkscreen okay. because it's a process. And like I said earlier, so let's say one color shirt. Let's say this this design right here. Mm-hmm. This would be a one color. This would be one screen. So it would cost $30 for a setup. The setup is for me to burn this image into the screen so I can pull the ink through the screen to put on your shirt. So all of this stuff is what you need to learn before if, I, if I'm going out to sell. If you're going out to sell, okay. because you don't want you don't want somebody to ask you a question and be like, uh, "Hold on, let me call." Like, now you lose validity. <laughs> you see, now they want to talk to me. They don't want to talk to you no more. You see what I'm saying? So I try to put people in different positions or different scenarios to 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 teach them. The so information. now I got my my training. Now you got your training. So now the next thing to do, man, is kind of go out who you, who you want to attack. I say the easiest people to attack are people that's hosting events. You know, Atlanta's the event hub. It is. It's an event here this weekend. It's probably one today. It's probably a conference. Something goes on in Atlanta on a weekly basis that they need some type of printing services. A lot of times we don't look at printing as um, 
everything, like the back of that TV. Somebody had to print that sticker to put on there. Mm -hmm. That's printing. You see what I'm saying? This label, printing. This stuff on this, printing. printing. You see what I'm saying? Anything that you can read with your face, with your eyes, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's printing. printing. You see what I'm saying? So it doesn't, there's over 50, 60 different niches of printing. Some people, some companies print. They don't touch a T-shirt at all. They strictly do vinyl wraps, or they do, uh, you know, window treatment, signage, and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, so there's so many different ways that you can go about it. It just depends on who you're who you're going to attack. So now I'm out selling. Mm-hmm. Get a customer, bring them right back to you. Bring them right back to you. Print it. Mm-hmm. How long it take for me to get paid? So we usually. So we we. <laughs> I, I mean, tell, we want to know, man. We, <laughs> I tell people treat me like Amazon. <laughs> like, pay me in full, and then you wait, just like you do on Amazon. So if the customer pays in full, you get paid right then and there. Like, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying, based on the percentage. Now, it, the percentage is based on after we buy the shirts. Yes. So let's say you have a $1,000 order, but we've had to buy shirts, and that knocks it down to seven fifty or whatever. You're going to get a percentage of that seven fifty, not percentage of the whole $1,000. Gotcha. So it's like, well, not really profit, but after expenses type of thing. Gotcha. Um, so you get paid the same day. I can really build wealth with printing. Oh, absolutely. Right. I know I know some people, my mentor, this guy made $23 million off face masks in six months of 2020. Oh, he, he took the pandemic. $23 million. Off face masks? Off face masks. He had to print on them? Yes. $23 million. $23 million. Documented. He he won the ink top something something something. You know what I'm saying? Like printing and the, and the thing about printing, man, it's not enough of us talking about it. Mm. We got people, you know, like yourself. You talk about you know real estate. You yes. got credit. You got funding. You got all of these other things, but printing doesn't make the make the list. It so you got a course mentorship. You got a mentorship. Not really a course. Not really a course. Yeah, I I'm not course ready. I'm going to be honest. I like more so one-on-one stuff. So, you know, if you're looking to get into it, we can definitely do something like that. But as far as uh, teaching a group of people, I'm not quite there yet. Not there yet. Right. We're going to get that, man. Cause you, so that's the one thing that – and uh, shout out to Steve. That's the one thing that I had to put in place because I'm like you. I'm hands-on. I'm out mm-hmm. there in it. And when we did last year, we released Flip Object – well, this year, I'm sorry – in February, we released Flipology as a blueprint because mm. I'm not, you don't hear it enough. And so the stuff that I wanted to put out, instead of me touching everybody hand to hand, I can't touch enough people. Right. So we put out an online course and it's it's doing pretty good. And we're going to put it out there. We're going to do more because now I can teach the people the stuff that I want them to learn right. in the course. Absolutely. Then we can have a mentorship that's next level. So right. we're going to get that course out there. Man, that, definitely, man. Like I said, the, 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 the biggest part for me is about learning the business. Yeah. Um, because I was making money in printing before I ever printed a t-shirt ever. I was making five, six brokering. brokering period. Like I know that like the back of my hand, I know brokering better than I know printing <laughs> because I was broken for five years. You see what I'm saying? I know where to go. I know how to make you like, you going to make some money. <laughs> like, is it so hard not to, you know what I'm saying? Like without saying the dollar amount, like you gonna make 10 grand. Now, I'm not saying all that, you. but I'm saying that, People are going to rock with you. Like, you got people that trust you. You got people that yeah. trust you. You know people that trust you. Those are the people you start with. That's with any business. If And it's, it's an easy sell. I can yell to the top of the mountain. Who need printing services? And somebody going to yell and back. And somebody be like, I do. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Because we're in Atlanta. Gotcha. Like, at home of the entrepreneurs. Like, it's easy sell. Like, it's just, 
it's easy. Like I hate to make it sound like that, but it's easy. Like it's, it's, I'm not doing no rocket science over here. Like so, it look like you in this for the long haul. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What? No, no, no. What? Are, what are your goals? Give me something that, like next year. Tell me something that you're gonna do next year. So next year is the what you're exactly what you're saying. The course stuff. Um, it's gonna be more of in in person. Uh, we're gonna be offering courses on the week. I mean, classes on the weekend, teaching people how to silkscreen. Someone that maybe want to learn how to silkscreen but now don't know where to look to, they can come to us. We're going to teach you everything from A to Z about silkscreening, how to print a T-shirt, to where if you have the equipment at your house, boom, that's cool. Um, and also looking for a new a new facility. Um, More real estate. Yeah, man, we got it. We're getting to the point now. We got to kind of figure something out. Um, and I don't want to do just enough size. I kind of want to make it bigger than what we need. What does look? What does that look like? Um, probably about ten thousand square feet. Man, now we talking. Yeah, about ten thousand square okay. feet. Okay. Uh, my wife, she has a, a an event planning business, so we're gonna put a venue in. Um, so in my mind, it's kind of like the left side will be printing, in the middle will be like all of our offices and break room and stuff like that, and the right will be solely event space. Event space. You know, people kind of like what he got over there. You know, people come rent it out, stuff like that. Um, ultimately, what my goal is for RBY is to be the first ever print company that operates like a studio that operates like a podcast studio like creators clubhouse wow um meaning so the, so let me let me, let me go go deep a little yeah, bit. i want to see this now so, <laughs> so let me let me ask you this is this something that you know you gotta sacrifice something now and what's the time frame on that what are you gonna have to sacrifice to get to that studio that you want i don't i don't really think it's a sacrifice i think it's just of doing it i okay. think the first things first is networking with under other printers other people that's in the industry um, I think a lot of times we tend to hold back information uh-huh. because we scared somebody else will get in front of us or something like that. But not, that's not my concern. My concern yeah. is for us to all come together, and I'm going to tell you why. So in printing, the problem the problem with printing is mm-hmm. is there's no ground floor, meaning pricing-wise. So someone that's prints in their garage, they're going to charge you way less than I'm going to charge you because I print in a facility. You got I got overhead. Overhead. I, yes. got, I got you know all the employees, stuff like that. So the problem is the people that are in the garages, they're, they're charging you basement prices. Mm-hmm. So let's say you came to me for 36 shirts. I'm going to charge you 10 bucks, hypothetically speaking. That person in the garage might charge <laughs> you 6 bucks. Gotcha. So who are you going to go to? Six. But you're going to deal with $4 worth of problems. Mm. I'm, they're at home. They're comfortable. They're chilling. They, mm. they're, not in a, they're not in a no sense of urgency when it comes to your order because they're at home. They're not, no, and I'm not saying all printers. I'm not saying, I'm just saying just my, norm. just experience. the norm, like yeah. my experience with, with different, they don't have the, the tenacity to drive forward. They're okay where they are, which is okay. Yeah. I'm, if it's cool for you, it's cool. But that's the problem with our industry because we don't have a ground floor. So I feel like with me establishing uh, the first print shop ran like a studio, it brings everyone on the same level. So it doesn't matter if you print in your garage, you can handle a 10,000 shirt order. Why? Because you can come to RBY and rent our room out, our automatic room. And print that. And print that order. So all you got to do, just like the same setup, you bring your team, you got an engineer that, that runs the machine. Yes. You, your, your team, put the shirts on, take the shirts off, fold them. We just here to make sure that everything runs smoothly. So now mm, that's big. we create a ground floor. Now you can be working out of your garage, but you ain't charging for $6 no more. Because you know you have to go over here to get it printed, or you know that you know over here I can get it done faster. 
versus then doing it right here. Without the headache. Without the headache. So you got to bring your price up to where a standard of, of, of the industry is. So that's what I'm, that's the goal of RBY. Well, well, put a date on it. I'm going to say 2020. I'm don't, gonna say, don't put a date on it. Don't put as fast as we can get there. As fast as we can get there. I'm going to say that. that. I'm going to say what my, my tentative date is. I'm okay. going to say like 2025, something like okay. that. Um, and that's just we move into the new building. We might be able to use that building. It's just a lot of things that's going to got to take place in order for us to be there. The number one is the relationship with the printers. We have to build a relationship with printers because we're building this. We have to have people that's willing to come to the facility to, to, to use the facility. Correct. So the number one thing first is building with printers. I've been building with printers for the last two years. So we got we got some nice people that we do some stuff for. You know, I believe as you teach more people too, though, you'll be building a Absolutely. lot of in-house printers, Absolutely. people that come through your training course. Absolutely. People that, you know, going to need your services. Absolutely. For sure. So. And that's another thing too, like with the training, mm-hmm. it's like right now people are coming to college at RBY on my dime. <laughs> I'm going to be honest it, because I can't, fault you for not knowing so as much as i can teach you it's still going to be things that's going to happen when they come work for you when they come and work for okay. me. okay so yeah you're getting paid but on friday you might only did 40 percent of work because of whatever that you know you don't know but now i still got to pay you full price you see what i'm yeah. saying so what the course is going to do is if you're interested and you want to learn pay me first i understand that you're interested i understand that you got skin in the game and then we can offer you an opportunity to make your your initial investment back, plus learn more on the job. So that's what the whole idea is. Training people. Of of training it. people. Man, that's because big. we don't want to, we're training people on our dime and we can't continue to do that. <laughs> and how all jobs do. We can't. <laughs> <That'll be honest. laughs> Listen, man, I want to, first of all, man, Getting it out there more is critical. Absolutely. Um, and so I know the training part of it. When people see your facility, because that's another thing. Mm-hmm. When you think about at home in the garage, I don't think about a full store, full retail right. plus warehouse space. Mm-hmm. So that's big. So you got to show that more, man. You, you Absolutely. Really, you really got to. And and, and and that's what we're doing 2023. Like I said, in the last two years, man, it's been us really figuring it out. Like we don't know. we Now we're looking at the data now. Okay, when we post this type of stuff, we get this type of traffic. When we post this type of stuff, people don't really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of learning certain things. Now we got two years worth of data that we can look at and determine our next move instead of me just having bright ideas at two in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And running out to the office to make it happen. Right, exactly. Rio, man, this has been great, man. This is really showing somebody that you can build wealth. Absolutely. Create an income, take care of your family by printing. Yes, sir. And you gave us the blueprint today, yes, too. Yes, sir. So yes, tell sir. us how they can find you uh, and, and you know, let us know when that training class is coming up, too. All right. So you can find me at, uh, at RBY Prints. That's my Instagram. Um, Everything is pretty much on their website, phone number. If you want to reach out, talk to me. If you got some questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, I'll be more than welcome to help you. Um, the training course we're starting our wish uh, was called waiting list next week, the second it comes out January second. So that's going to be the waiting list. The first class is scheduled for February. I don't know the exact. I got to look at the calendar, but the first whatever the first Saturday is in, in February. Gotcha. So that's the, the tentative date. But you want to get on that that waiting list because that's how we're executing the people. We're not. You know, we got a hundred people. We're going to start with the first ten email that filled it out. Next ten, so so and keep going, right? And it's we're stopping it at ten. It's not 
everybody. We ten people. Period. <laughs> like, so you can train them properly. We can train them properly. We're providing lunch for them, giving them uh, question and answer time. You mm. know, the more people, it takes away that personal stuff. It's big. That's so big. we want to make sure it's not about how many people. We want to find the rock stars. So we want to be able to give people the attention that they need during that that time period. Ask any questions and, and kind of go from there. It happened. Listen, real. Thank you for being Appreciate on it. today, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for joining in on another episode of the Late Gratification Podcast. I'll see y'all. I love y'all. Stay tuned for the next episode. Yes, sir.